1: Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1,667, two-thirds of the way to our second thousandth situation. Is that five-sixths of the way to episode 2,000? (laughs) Something like that. Anyway, very excited to be closing in on that milestone, which incidentally will happen on Christmas Day of this year so yeah stay tuned it's coming and nice to be back here in the studio with you I like our fireside chat episodes every once in a while but you know I gotta say this still does feel like home base for all intents and purposes and the thing I want to talk with you about today has to do with something that was you know very quietly announced by you know by all measures in the last week or so, and it's not something that we had talked about here on the show because you and I have been talking about some other things, as of course I'm sure (laughs) you realize, but this one I thought was very cool because it involves some cross-pollination of Star Wars media, and actually there's another bit of cross-pollination that's been announced as well that was greeted with some cynicism, actually, and I kind of want to put paid to that whole business, so we will... Definitely handle that. But the primary person about whom I'd like to chat with you today is none other than Hera Sandula. And yes, of course, we brought up her and her dad, Cham Syndulla, yesterday in talking about Ryloth and all the independent systems, and so this isn't exactly related per se. But Hera, of course, is one of the two stars of the very first novel in the newly rebooted Star Wars canon, that would be A New Dawn, the novel by John Jackson Miller, that served as sort of a prequel to the Star Wars Rebels TV series. And Hera is one of those rare characters that has been in multiple media in fact she of course was you know was in a novel she was in the cartoon series and even though we didn't actually see her directly on screen she was in Rogue One both being paged to a briefing room while on Yavin 4 and highlighting the ghost at the Battle of Scarif, which was the first time that we knew that she would survive the events of the Star Wars Rebels TV series. And then, of course, in the web series Forces of Destiny, where we saw her on Endor after the Battle of Endor. And so we knew not only that she survived the events of Rebels, but survived the events all the way through Return of the Jedi as well. And now we are getting a taste of what she is going to be doing after the Battle of Endor. So it turns out that the new novel Alphabet Squadron, which is actually the first in a trilogy that's being done, she is actually the person who is wrangling Alphabet Squadron together, and that was dropped as a tweet by the Del Rey Star Wars Twitter account. So, you know, that was breaking news delivered in a fun way that wasn't breaking news delivered about a trailer for episode nine, but be that as it may. Yeah, we're still a little obsessed over that, aren't we? Um, Anyway, so it turns out that Alphabet Squadron is being organized by Harris and Dula as part of The efforts not just to hunt down remnants of the Empire, but one specific aspect of the Empire. And that is a group of TIE Fighter pilots referred to as Shadow Wing that have been tasked to sow some sort of chaos and discord. But we don't know who the Puppet Masters are in that regard. But we are apparently going to find out a little something about that from a tie-in comic book series. There's going to be a limited edition, uh, or a limited series, I should say, because two things mean different things, <laughs> a limited series, to Star Wars TIE Fighter series, which is going to introduce us to Shadow Wing, and it's sort of unconfirmed at this point. The, the blog post at StarWars.com isn't really clear on the subject. Whether or not we're actually going to meet the people of Alphabet Squadron and see Harris and Dula involved in Alphabet Squadron just yet in that TIE Fighter miniseries, or if this is just going to be sort of a prequel that sets the stage for the Alphabet Squadron novels. And I should actually point out now that I'm thinking about it that Hera has also appeared in the comics as well in the Kanan 12 issue series that came out a few years ago too so yeah she has appeared in quite a lot of different Star Wars projects. Now we don't yet know obviously how heavily she's going to be involved in the events of Alphabet Squadron especially considering that The only ships that are featured on the cover, or at least, you know, the provisional stuff that we've seen so far, are the A, the B, the Y, the X, and the U. And so, you know, the Ghost is obviously none of those, but that's okay. Maybe they just haven't depicted it on there yet because... They weren't ready to reveal that just yet. We have been shown a cover, though, that shows an X-Wing silhouette with a pilot by the name of Erika Quell, Y-R-I-C-A, so I'm just taking a guess at that pronunciation. She's going to be our X-Wing pilot, and she is actually an Imperial defector. She is somebody who tried to disappear in some deserter's shantytown basically until she was discovered and collected for this particular enterprise whether by Hera or by others don't necessarily know could be one of those situations where the you know whole rebel special forces managed to track her down somehow And wouldn't it be fun if she was actually a defector from this shadow wing thing, a situation as well and might, you know, have information that helps get people, you know, on board with the idea of, oh, the shadow wing group is a real problem or something like that. Don't know yet. Still got to find out. But the thing with Hera is is that now that we are about to learn some of her doings after the Battle of Endor, it also raises the question, what about the rest of the Ghost crew? We know from Forces of Destiny that Chopper was with her on Endor as well, so there's a good chance that we're going to see Chopper in this novel too. And as far as the rest of the crew, well, we know that Zeb is actually touring the galaxy with the former agent Callus. Now, well, I guess what would he be? Fulcrum Callus. And Kanan, of course, is dearly departed. And Sabine, well, is somewhere off trapes in the galaxy with Ahsoka, looking for Ezra. So. You know, the chances of seeing any of them, uh, I think, are kind of minimal. I think Chopper is it. But there is one other person who I think we may get to see, even if it's just a quick mention or two, and that is Jason Sandula, who would, of course, be the son of Kanan and Hera. And in a similar fashion to how we've had novels occasionally depict baby Ben Solo doing a little thing here or there, or toddler Ben Solo doing something, I have a feeling we will get a little something of Jason Sandula as well. I mean, how could we not? If Hera's going to be in this novel, I mean, I don't see how you don't have some sort of nod to Jason in there. And, you know, on a side note... As opposed to, you know, kids who, you know, unfortunately lose their fathers and, you know, very Disney thing to lose a parent uh, and grow up without one in the situation. This could be a case where, for all we know, if Kanan figures out how to walk the path of immortality, as Yoda likes to put it, then Kanan's going to be able to visit his kid as a force ghost, which would be pretty cool. So, I don't know, I just kind of like that thought. I think it's a really uh, a neat idea, and I hope that they pursue that. I mean, personally, I think that's one that I like to see you know, visually represented, not just done in a book form. But anyway, so that is the the rather big news about Harrison Dula and her legacy continuing to be revealed in Alphabet Squadron and possibly even in this new TIE Fighter series. And so um, we're going to get to the point of the other comic limited series that was greeted with you know, not <laughs> not the greatest reception, but, you know, before I do that, of course, please do subscribe. You know what I'm going to say. Subscribe to the show if you're not already. Make sure you're getting it delivered to you so you don't even have to think about it. It's just waiting there for you. And I hope you will also consider supporting me in my run to 2,000 episodes daily, daily, no less, by joining the community at patreon.com slash sw7x7. All right. So the thing that was sort of greeted with a bit of cynicism is the fact that there's going to be a limited series about Black Spire Outpost. And this is, of course, the place where when you go to Galaxy's Edge theme park at Disney, you are going to be dropped into the middle of Black Spire Outpost and you know this is being greeted or at least it was greeted in some corners as a cynical marketing ploy a grab like oh it's just a tie-in and an advertisement for the theme park like really wow you know what this kind of thing has been going on for years and years and years i mean you know it's (laughs) it's something that definitely you know, absolutely predates me and like goes back hundreds of years. But you know, the funny thing of it was, is that I remember when the treasures of Tutankhamen tour went around, like there was this big tour of treasures from King Tut's tomb that went around in the seventies and visited six cities in the United States, including Los Angeles. I remember having a Tutankhamun comic book back then. And it was basically tied into the fact that this museum tour was going around and like, You know, I never cared about whether it was you know, some cynical marketing, advertising, uh, money-making ploy or anything like that. As long as they're telling a good story, then who cares? In fact, so much the better that it's tied to something that we're all going to get to experience together, or at least some of us are going to get to experience. I mean, not everybody's going to get to experience this sort of thing. I hope that every Star Wars fan is going to be able to get a chance to go to Galaxy's Edge at some point in their lives, for sure. But i mean what's the big deal i don't understand why people get so worked up about stuff like this like it's a natural thing for lucasfilm and for marvel and disneyland to do and disney world to do so you know good on you like give us more information about black spire outpost enrich the experience that people will get to have when they go to one of these theme parks i mean i'm all for it so you know if if you somehow you know think and You know, you're entitled to your opinion. If you do agree with some folks that it's a cynical marketing play, you know, let me know why you think that and let me know if it matters to you whether if they tell a good story, if it would change your mind. Like, just drop me a comment wherever you happen to catch this episode or on the website sw7x7.com at the blog post for this episode. You know, if, yeah, again, if it's a good story, then, you know, I think that kind of forgives everything. But, Yeah, We'll see. Anyway, that is going to do it for today's episode of this show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be